Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> oh man, here we go. What happened? They're being funny. As always, the chat's always funny. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the DMBA show. Let's go. Goes down and then over there, D line, just dead inside. I love that you call me out for my energy all the time, and yet I am consistently. The happiest, giggliest person on this goddamn show. <laughs> the only reason I'm on this goddamn show is to be happy. No, to bring energy. I do it every time. I, it's ridiculous. I just like to berate you. I'm doing this thing where I, you know, the Jordan thing. Where I'm getting right it. Back. I'm getting you. I'm giving you right back. Up. It's not going well, is it? I feel like I feel like you're not giving it back properly. <laughs> Today's show, guys, we have notes from practice. We're gonna do some analysis of Murray staggering. Let's give a couple different potential lineups for that second unit. What could those look like? We're also gonna talk about who has the most to prove and. Calvin Booth did an interview on The Ringer that has been poorly received by a certain faction of Nuggets fans, and perhaps rightfully so. We're going to break it all down to help me with that. Anton Chigurh himself. That was, that That's was a good ra- one. That was a good one. One of my favorite characters. I know. I was bracing myself Brendan for, uh, yeah, not sure how not sure how you got to that. But, I know. Uh, black what, jacket, black shirt. You know. we, we've got a chock full show today. This, is, this could have been one of those days where you're reaching for content. But we got plenty to talk about. I'm excited to get into it, brother. We made it through three months of an off season. Like Our, the reaches, are, the days of reaches. Oh, this, yeah. this is light work. This is putting easy. together a show. We actually had practice Say today. Say some more stuff, Calvin. Uh, <laughs> over here, the man with the wind in his hair. Fellas, another week, another show. Can't wait. What could be better? And then over there, a man with high intensity, great energy. It's uh, T-Line Co. Hey, everybody! Welcome to my uh, appearance on this Nuggets show today. Oh my One of my favorite things about uh, D-Line, and this is not a knock. He never. You have no idea what the show is. You no, don't I'm know a, the notes from practice. You don't know in this. You're, I'm a professional responder. Yeah, and you, you just know this show is about the Nuggets. Is it? <laughs> it is about the Nuggets Probably. today. Okay, Mostly good, about the Nuggets. Um, let's get into it. There was practice today. Denver Nuggets practice. Michael Malone still not with the team. Is expected to join them in Los Angeles. They're, of course, there for the next three days. Taking on the Clippers twice. Um, and we talked to David Adelman. We talked to Jalen Pickett. And we talked to Nikola Jokic. Harrison, do you want to start us off with some of the notes? You want me to walk them through? You can go ahead. If, if you insist. Let's talk to you. Uh, <laughs> let's start with David Adelman. Because he is the coach. Um, he was asked about Jalen Pickett and just kind of evaluating how he's done so far. And he says the tempo and urgency needs to be picked up with him. It's a shorter shot clock, and that's part of it. But then he was quick to say, but that's not specific to him. That's all rookie point guards. That's the number one thing they have to kind of learn as they come in. Um, and he says, I think he'll get there. He was complimentary of him overall, though. Um, he did say that of this game, the thing that stood out was that the defense was horrible and there was inex- inexcusable blow buys. They got pushed off their shots. I'll tell you this. When I went back and rewatched, it was actually really jarring how bad the on-ball defense was in the first Damn. half. I mean, it's preseason, guys. It's preseason. But Yoke had like three. <laughs> Yoke was not great. Yoke had like three end. where he yeah. literally just looked like he was like jogging. Like yeah. a guy just was, ran around him. pretty bad. You know why? It's because he was jogging. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. That's why it looked that way. It's, it's funny because last night, my as I'm thinking about the game and I was watching, I'm like, man, these starters look incredible. You know, they're awesome. They were a plus four or something like against a second unit bad team. 
But it's because their offense looks awesome and it ex- the execution, the chemistry, and all those things, and the defense looks like they're not concerned. About what it was last season. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? Was Nuggets defense here. not awful for most of last season? That's all we talked about. It was. <laughs> let me, yeah, let me, let me uh, pair it back what we said all last season. Defense is about want to. You have to be <laughs> yeah. motivated. Can, to play they, flip the Can they flip oh, the switch? They did. I don't. Yeah, Boom. I, I still, Championship. I still have to see it. I still need to see it. Yeah. They need <laughs> that was very Malone of Adelman, though. To hit blow bys and defense after oh, a win—that's a Malone staple, right? Adelman should have come out and been like, "We need to be a top five defense yeah. this season if we're going to win a championship." <laughs> hold on, hold on a like, second. Hold on a second. With Malone, I sometimes wonder if it's an act, and like you're saying, it's performative. You guys have seen Ted Lasso, and he's like, "I have to go out there and pretend I'm mad or something." And he yells at the team, and he's not. I think Malone maybe sometimes does that, but I think Adelman genuinely pissed. And I just think you have to be a special type of person if you're a coach. These guys are not, like, mostly speaking, don't seem, like, well-rounded. They have all these interest guys. They just obsess about basketball. And that was my read on Adelman is he comes to the podium today to talk, and I just feel like he was genuinely like, our defense is not up to snuff, guys, and we are not playing championship-caliber defense. I mean, you have to, man. Like, you have to be What else are you going to say as a coach? Are you really going to get up in there and say, oh, it doesn't matter because it didn't matter last season? Right. No. You can't say that. I loved his line of, this isn't a time to celebrate. He's like, it's not Christmas, it's preseason. So I thought that was very Malone. Very Malone. This is what I mean. They're like curmudgeons. You always have to naturally have a little curmudgeon. Meanwhile, it's entirely a time to celebrate. They're the reigning (laughs) champs. The season hasn't started yet. This is banner night. It's not a time to celebrate. (laughs) Here's the thing. If we get up here on this show and we freak out about the blowbys after a title in preseason were being ridiculous. Yeah. David Adelman is yeah. doing his job. And absolutely with Michael Malone, think think about this. Think about how close that defense was to falling off a cliff anyway. And he was beating that drum every single day. Yeah. If you I honestly think if you pull back at all, the Boston Celtics last year are a good example of just like Guys don't really want to play defense every single possession, and if you're not driving them to as a coach, they will take their feet off the gas. Well, I had to get the Celtics in there. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> that, was, that was early, early segment you, one yeah. Celtics. Right. I wasn't even doing did, the did, bit. Did you hear there was like a clip from the J.J. Redick podcast? Or I don't remember he was talking to, but he was talking about how difficult it is to play defense in the modern NBA and how it's oh, nearly yeah. impossible because of mm-hmm. the spacing, the speed. The I think we talked yeah. about this at times last season too. It, and it's just, it, and it really, I mean, truthfully, it requires full energy. Like it, you have to yeah. give so much on the defensive end to stay in front of guys. They're so fast. You're moving backwards. Yep. You have to look for picks. You have to fight in between uh, to go. You can't go under screens or you're going to get a shot in your eye. Like there's so many things that you have to be in constant battle for. And honestly, like it takes a toll in your body. It, like, so I'm not like, you know, is there going to be, I, it, it, this it is, is funny I, because yeah. it's like, this is, it's also like, this is Adelman's time, right? He's like, yeah, right, yeah. come on guy, do it for me. And they're like, <laughs> I mean, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but you're right. Though. This is the point is that, they have to see the, the trees, not the forest, because right. they're on this every day, and right. they know that every day they're building one new tree, and at the end they have a forest, mm-hmm. so it's like they're just so in the weeds on it, and have it's kind of hilarious. Have I to. will say, though, to what you're saying, i got to give a shout-out to my guy, Half Court Hoops. You guys know Gibson Piper, Coach Gibson Piper. He just did a really great breakdown on modern NBA defenses, and lo and behold, who is the prime example of how to play great defense oh, in the modern up. NBA? I'm no, not even kidding you. you. No Jalen Pickett. <laughs> <laughs> That's no? a good one. That was Yo, a good one. That was a really good one. No, the Denver, the Nuggets. Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets. And, you know, <laughs> to your point, this is the funny thing. And it's why I think Yoke finds all of this so funny that he has to talk to the media. He's like, guys, the real answer is we're not trying yet. Like, right. we'll try in the playoffs. Yeah. And the rest of the time, we have to learn how to, like, jog through without hurting ourselves and overextension. Nikola Jokic said this last season. And it was one of those things that he says where he's actually telling the truth, but everybody in the yeah. media thinks he's joking. And M- Michael Malone will get up there after a game and say, you know, we haven't played four quarters of perfect basketball yet. <laughs> and Nikola Jokic will get up there 20 minutes later and say, I actually think it's impossible to play four <laughs> right. quarters of perfect basketball. Right. And he's right. Yeah, he is. That's the truth. Yeah. You can't play four quarters of perfect basketball. You can play something close to that. 
You can't play four quarters. You can get a basketball. quarter quarter, a Murray flurry, yeah. a strawburst. You can't really <laughs> trust a team, any team, these players to toe that line. Left to their own devices, they will get the balance wrong in the other direction. And that's just why coaches have to be psychos, which is, I think, the original yeah. point you were making. Uh, anyway, go check out Gibson Piper's uh, video. It's a really good one. I tweeted it out the other day. Conditioning, um, he thought was good. He thought the conditioning was good in this one. He said Jokic ran the floor very well, and it was good to see. Now they need to match it with what he called playing effectively, which I'm not exactly sure what, what that means. But he said you have to do the two things together. Interesting one. Yeah. He thought David Adelman gave them a B plus, I think, in conditioning. Yeah. A B. Was it a B? B. He said pregame yesterday. And I think, honestly, the starter's focus is just to condition yeah. themselves. That's their number it one need, focus above everything. It, it truthfully needs to be. Yeah. Jokic looks slow. He's running, but he looks slow. He looks intentional. He looks uh, like he kind of does often, but he, he does look like he needs to get to that next little step. I mean, we're talking about top-level, prime athletes like yeah they're 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 the, the the level between like out of shape and in shape is so razor thin i'm not saying he's out of shape but you know he no, can he can, he can get to another place for, for sure, sure. He's, like, he's a little puffy i'm just saying it's not peak shape it's not the sombor shuffle on andre drummond so great I love and it. then the little like waddle back down <laughs> so that was you know what that was that was a throwback vibe from Jokic, oh, uh, dominating and gasping for air seven minutes into a game <laughs> Uh, he, like, said, yeah. he said Peyton Watson has been good defensively. Offensively, this was an interesting note. They're mixing him up, having him play the three and the four, and David Adelman thinks that that has been a real challenge for Peyton Watson. Not really building an excuse for him, but he's saying I think one of the things is he's going back and forth between playing the three and the four, and I asked him what is the difference. He said with three, you're doing more ball handling and more cutting, whereas the four, you're doing more spacing and playing along the baseline, and those are different things. I think that leads to more interesting questions down the road. Is he working with Aaron Gordon at all, who plays that spot really well? Mm -hmm. Like, how is he trying to get better at that? Has he talked to Jokic at all about what Jokic wants to see out of those moments? I think that's kind of an interesting detail for Peyton that it could be part of why. And he said four is the bigger adjustment to this point, I think. Because he is a three. Because he is a three. Yeah. Um, not sure if starters are going to play tomorrow, by the way. Tomorrow might be a non-starter I doubt they game. play tomorrow. Which means we might get extended look at all of the young players. And he said, I hope that Kawhi and Paul George do play. Because I want our guys to go up against the best. And I love that, man. Tomorrow, Peyton Watson having to guard Kawhi Leonard would be awesome. That love would it. be cool. That would be really, really cool. Yeah. Um, Julian Strother trying to score on Kawhi Leonard would be very fun as well. Bully ball? Mm. <laughs> you know, you never know. Um, and then my update on Michael Porter. He went through the whole non-contact. Today was a non-contact practice. He went through it all, said he looked good. Uh, and then he gave this note, which I loved. I think I think he's Adelman's actually insightful. He just kind of goes through it. He doesn't like alert you to, hey, this is a big thing. He just slips him in there. He says, Mike really knows his body. So he knows how to push himself and like when he's coming back. And I just kind of I think that's a cool detail to say, like, <coughs> we're not worried about when or not he's ready. Mike knows his he's been oh. through so much that he just knows his body. He'll be ready when he's ready. Mike and Brendan Vote both know Mike's body. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Studied it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I do got to still go in there and interview him and stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, MPJ's ankle sprain was significant, though. Like, that that swelled up a bunch. I mean, he wore a boot heading out of training camp that one day. I mean, it was a big deal. It's kept him out the last week plus, so. And Thursday's the best-case scenario, right? Don't expect yeah, to see I don't, guys Yeah, they're tomorrow. not playing tomorrow. I would say Thursday. Man, I would say. Potentially, like, maybe. The NBA is the quickest league or quickest place on planet Earth to put a boot on a guy too, you know what I mean? Like, like maybe we're just not. Uh, we're, maybe we've been missing out on it. Like, I, imagine I, how good that might feel. Like, I feel like I definitely. On. I feel like I definitely have like twisted my ankle a little bit. And like, if I was an NBA player, I would then be in a boot. Oh, yeah. totally. But I. So it's hilarious. You're like, oh my god, he's in a boot, and they're like, is he gonna play? You're like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's fine. fine. He's, he's actually fine. at this very moment one of the like. <laughs> 700 most conditioned people <laughs> on the planet. He, he just yeah. gets a boot. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't get boots. Yeah, like, my like, ankle just hurts now. You know, like so your dumb. grandfather goes into the doctor, gets a boot on. It's on for eight months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Your grandfather. Uh, we did speak to our Lord and Savior Nikola Jokic today. That was great. He did say the rookies, again, he said this every time, but 
He said the rookies just play the right way. They all buy into the system. I think, and I asked Yoke this, and he kind of blew it off. I asked him like about the funness of being around a team that does this with everybody, and he's like, it's always fun when you play bat. Playing games is always fun or something like that. But I really do think that this is a theme that all the veterans point out every time they're asked about this team. The young guys play the right way. The young guys have all bought in. Everybody's bought in. And it's just like it's such a loud note to me from through camp. There's no doubt about it. And it's it reflects what Booth's comments. This was intentional and the guys they were looking for. This was what they hoped they would bring. Yeah. And it, I, I think for Jokic, too, there's probably some relief there in that over the years, he's done a lot of figuring guys out, adjusting, teaching. I think Mike really is maybe the best example of a guy that he knew was important to the team long term, but there were going to be growing pains. It's probably a relief to get a, cro a crop of rookies that are just, hey, you guys need to do X, Y, Z, and they get that. Yeah. Nuggets culture, man, it's like this is the difference between when you have potential, like you think that your culture is good and it's good enough to win a championship, and then it actually is proved out like, no, you need to get on board with this. It's like very easy to have people come in and be like, oh, like we didn't have anything for them to buy into before. Right, you know, right, it's like yeah. now it's like buy into this because it works. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. cool. Like I do think though it is also personnel based. And that and that I think is just resonating from all of the veterans just seem so unbothered by the young guys correct. in ways that they never expressed being bothered by the young guys but it's so loud how much they well, like they expressed guys. it a little bit a little year. bit sometimes at times <laughs> for different guys. it did come up last year uh he gave jamal murray he was asked about jamal murray and he said he's playing really well since the playoffs passing he doesn't have a lot of turnovers he doesn't have a lot of stupid passes and he said this is as far as the two-man game goes he thinks the playoffs last year was the best they'd ever played together and he I really agree. is impressed with jamal murray's sort of leveling up as a passer. So not just I'm us. impressed with it, man. Have to be. He's He's been awesome. I, I think also just for fun, because it's a fun quote, you know, he was asked, is he back to where he was before the injury? And Jokic said, much better. Better. Yeah. So he's, this is, and you can all see it, right? You can all see it. But it's cool to hear Jokic echo that sentiment as well. But he's passing the ball better than ever before. That can sound almost like a slight and a disservice because for so long, Murray's been improving in that category. But the best way to frame it is just that he's hit an elite level recently, and even Jokic sees it. Um, he did have Jokic does have these little wisdoms, these little maxims. I love one of them. He has is uh, it's important for everyone to have a bad game in the preseason because he was asked about Michael Porter, like if he missing games, like is it important that he gets in? He's like, yeah, of course, it's important for us all to play. You need to have a bad game before the real season gets mm. here, and I kind of thought that was neat. <laughs> so everybody needs a bad game. Um, and then lastly, I got my bad show out of the way last night. Is that so, right? Yeah, I'm oh, ready good to go. work. I'm in, the, I'm in the middle of mine. <laughs> Just power through it, man. Just power through it. Uh, breaking news, everybody. Breaking news out of Sambor. It's actually old news, but I just found out. KK Joker <laughs> has been promoted to the top Serbian league. Whoa. The top <laughs> Serbian nice. league. Now, this is run by his family. This is run by his father and brother. And. They have really put some money and investment into it. I'm told. I'm reading the Serbian clippings. You know, I don't know if you guys have seen the latest. And he says that Jokic says of that. I asked him about it. He says, "Yes, we watch every single game." So Jokic watching every KK Joker game, which I just love. And he says it's really good for Sombor. Sombor. They never had that before. Juniors and cadets are playing the best league that they can play in, and the entire city seems to be excited about it. He says it means a lot to me that it is so full of fans. How cool is that? Again, Yoke loves basketball, guys. Loves basketball. He's building his own little mini empire. He, he loves basketball, and I think above all else, he like he loves Sambor. Like oh, I think that, it's like that for like, sure. I think it's yeah. like brings him pride to be the true son of Sambor and like yeah. bring joy to the city, bring notoriety. You know, I mean, like sorry, Bruno Lamar, you got knocked off the front page for once by uh, yeah. KK Joker news. Yeah, uh, but I think I just think it's really important to him to you know like be and not only in a way that is performative and he's just looking to be <laughs> a, a figure like he doesn't want to stand out, but he just everything he does matters. You know? Chat, chat. By the way, it's going really well for KK Joker. They're zero and three and fired the coach. <laughs> hey, let's get Coach Jokic in there, man. Yeah, I'm after watching him coach that scrimmage the other day, though, at the open practice. I'm, I'm gonna make a prediction. He coaches KK Joker one day. Guaranteed, Jokic coach. Yeah. He he loves that shit, man. Dude, he's been coaching. He's been coaching a lot lately. Like, I don't think he would ever want to coach at a super high level. Um, <laughs> that but, low of a level. But like 
first division in Serbia. That seems like a good level for him. You know what? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar once coached a reservation. Do you ever know this story? A high no school kidding. reservation basketball yeah. team. And I remember thinking, like, I think he only did it for, like, one season or something like that. But you're talking about one of the greatest players ever yeah. coaching such a low level of high school hoops. But Because cool. just like Jokic just said with his horses, it's not all about the wins. Right. I think that's the same philosophy he would apply to coaching. We just so, about teaching. You know what he did say, though, as a joke, which I think might not entirely be a joke about coaching. He said, well, my plays are amazing. It's just a matter of getting the players to 100% do them. 100% believe it. And I'm like, Can you, yeah, his plays, man. But I also think he's like, what do you mean you guys can't do that? Uh, yeah. But can, which, just imagine you're getting like yelled at by coach, coach Jokic. You're not doing it right. And you're like, Ugh. you turn around. There's just a giant image of Jokic on the wall. Also staring at you. Just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, everywhere you go. That, was could... tough. that is like Jordan owning the Hornets. Yes. And then like everywhere you look, there's just Jordan. Yeah, like right. in practice, Jokic just humbles you every day. You're like, Ugh. I love it. Let's take a break. Actually, we talked to Jalen Pickett. I'll just go quick here. Because he, he didn't really have a whole lot. He did say Jamal Murray has been his ear, in his ear, which it continues. Harrison had a By the way, if you haven't read the article, Harrison had a great report about Julian Strother having a breakout year, at least in part credited to Jamal Murray. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, Jamal's taking him under his wing. I think he's taking everybody under his wing, man. We've but he this? said Julian Strother more in than anybody. Which makes sense because they're similar, more similar players. But even Pickett, Jamal's in his ear. Uh, a lot, so it's just another little piece of, of detail here. He's impressed with how hard Murray and Jokic work. He said the spacing is the biggest difference about this level, especially defensively. You just got to cover so much ground defensively, echoing Eric's comments from earlier. Um, and then his goal is to shoot in the high 30s from three. That's his goal, so kind of good to hear what a person's goal is. Um, one thing I thought was really cool from a basketball standpoint, he said that when you watch Jamal Murray, you could tell he's made his read before going into the pick and roll. Like he's reading the court so early so that then the rest of what he's doing is setting up what he already knows is about to happen, which I kind of loved. And he, for him, for Jalen, of course, like everything happening so quick, he's just trying to react mm. as quick as he can. But mm -hmm. I, it just shows you the layers to a player where he's like, Murray, you can tell he did something because he knew exactly how the defense was going to open up the passing lane. And I just love the layers of that from a player. So, all right, take a break. On the other side. Calvin Booth, shooting from the hip with some quotes, perhaps? I don't know. Let's talk about it. I yep. think that we're going to have some differing opinions I've, on I have this. some thoughts on this. All right. Let's get to them on the other side. The NFL season is going strong. DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. The NBA season's not going, or NFL season's not going strong. Not for, for us. I mean, it's going strong for everybody but the Broncos. <laughs> so I we have to tailor this for the, the Broncos. I feel strongly about the Broncos. <laughs> you do feel strongly. Not, not in the way not. I think they would like me to feel, but I, I have very strong feelings about the Broncos. <laughs> I bet five bucks on any game this week. Score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Uh, DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every single game this October. Make sure to get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet $5 on the NFL. That's code DNVR. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY, text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problems with gambling. Call 888-788-7777, visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after assurance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Man, I love sandwiches. I love sandwiches of every size and shape and kind and variety. <laughs> but the best kinds of sandwiches, they have uh, sliced fresh-to-order meat. Like Primo Hoagies. Oh, man. It only has the highest quality Thuman's meats and cheeses. Again, sliced fresh to order and served on Primo's award-winning seated rolls. Baked fresh every day. If you're eating with Primo, it should taste Primo. It should taste fresh. Like fresh pepperoni. Primo Hoagie. Am I doing that good? Hagi with locations like in home. Denver and Centennial. <laughs> you can order your party trades in advance and order at primohoogies.com. Use code DNVR 
or what are you talking about, man? That's like from Philly. Philly. Hey, they say <laughs> what? They say their O's weird. Ask for a free glass of Wooter. They say everything. Hades. I, I didn't know it either. You guys have been to Philly, correct? Yeah, I'm telling you, I didn't know this was a thing until sure? I went there. I'm they telling you, it was weird, weird man. Yeah. It anyway, was weird. use code DNVR for $2 off a premium-sized hoagie right. when ordering online. It's not just a hoagie. It's primo. All right, we are back. Uh, all right, well, an article dropped today on ringer.com from one Kevin O'Connor, and it was on the Denver Nuggets. By the way, you know pop, most popular topic right now over the last, like, five days? Are the Denver Nuggets building a dynasty? This has popped up out of nowhere over not, the last five days. Maybe not it's because they said it a million times a hundred times. Day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, Calvary not here. It has, this is not new information here. This of is not a new topic here. Well, of course. But I'm saying, you know how yeah. these things lag behind. Like, this is the week everybody decided to write their Nuggets are on a dynasty watch. Yeah. Um, but in it, there was a couple. You wrote these down. Do you want to take this here, Win? Why don't, why don't you read some of these quotes that you found to be especially um, incendiary? Don't put words in my mouth. Incendiary. Uh, wow. that, that people online. <laughs> okay. But I, not Harrison. I, I, I found go. them. I found them to be incendiary. All right, Votto takes this one. They're incendiary. He said they were real good. I can read them. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this is the first quote that blew up. This is about Michael Porter Jr. and Bones Highland. The quote is. Calvin Booth says, quote, I knew you couldn't have two guys that couldn't guard, and we couldn't have two guys that were going and kind of more me guys, Booth said. Mike makes $30 million. He's one of the best shooters in the NBA. So, Bones, there's no place for you, end quote. Okay. End quote, at least in the story. <laughs> Perhaps not end quote in part of a larger uh, conversation. <laughs> he just, I want to say he just says end quote. Just end quote walks out the door. <laughs> and here's, here's why I bring this up. You know, Kevin O'Connor's a friend. I've, I've become fr friends with Kevin O'Connor I talked to him a lot, including today, as you know, the story has kind of blown up. No, I, I say that. <laughs> and I talk, we talked to Calvin Booth a lot. I just feel like I know, I can see both sides of this. Here's why I feel the way I feel about it, which is that while these quotes, I think, read poorly given the context for which they are being shared, but certainly not within the context of the article. And I highly doubt they meant they felt that way within the context of how the discussion was happening. Meaning, I don't think Kevin O'Connor is out to get Calvin Booth or was making these quotes for to be clipped. Oh, yeah, of course. And I don't think Calvin Booth said anything, and we'll get to it, because I've heard a lot of these same things, you know, in conversations. Like, hey, let's hear your process, this or that. Nonetheless, the way the world works today is you write a 2,000-word article, and then a quote from that gets clipped, right. void of context, and posted. That being said... Maybe one of the arguments that we're hearing vote is that when you make any quote, you need to be aware of how they could be perceived in and of themselves. Or do you think that this is a thing that even with the context is like a little harsh? I would probably say both. I would say maybe there's a lesson here if Calvin cares to learn it. I mean, he might he might not. But I one thing I've learned is if Calvin came on our show and was here for an hour and he said something like that, it might not. Things always sound differently than they read when they're just a quote in an article, oh, and yes. especially yeah. so when they're aggregated and tweeted out. Or in a deposition. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you think this was? <laughs> no, but I, uh, I've experienced it. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Bill Burr's <laughs> That's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Um, so, yeah, I do think there's like, you know, if he didn't want it to sound that way, maybe there's a lesson of just these things can be passed off this way through the media. There's also this, though. It's just not a great quote. It's just yeah. not a great quote. And I I think KOC did a good job trying to contextualize it, right. particularly as maybe a perspective from the past as it applied to applying it to Bones Highland and right. the potential redundancy there. Right. All the same, is it a quote that absolutely sounds a little maybe inconsiderate of how it could be perceived by Mike. Yeah. It's, it's just not a good quote in my opinion. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, we all have had conversations with Calvin Booth. We understand like how he speaks, how he goes about, like he's very, uh, upfront and he's very blunt in the way that he speaks. Like, which is different from not everybody's this way. Some people are a little bit more like yes, giving you nothing but subtext and you have to like parse out what it means. He's more direct. He's, he's incredibly direct and it's very refreshing yeah. when you speak to him and then you're like, oh, wow, like there he'll tell you what you want to know. And he'll say it in a way like that you're having a conversation with a person that you are familiar with and friendly with and the way that we would talk off camera about whatever. And um, so the experience that I have with this a little bit like is that Brandon Spano, our CEO, has been 
you know, as we've opened these different markets, like he'll go and he'll do these interviews with guys. He'll go and sit down for like three hours and like it'll get parsed into these like three or four like like weird quotes that are like, well, that is not he's always like, I can't believe how like like I come. I don't. Is that how I come off? Like um, it's easy. It is very easy to lose the um, just the part where he's just talking to KOC in, in the way that he wants to just be friendly with him. And then, yeah, when you write it, it's like, oh, man, that's rough. Like, and, but- and, yeah. And I can imagine when he's when they were doing this interview and you can even tell by the context that it's written in Calvin's referring to the beginning of last season. Right. And the beginning of last season, we didn't know Michael Porter Jr. was going to make this leap defensively. We didn't know he was going to buy into the role like he did all of last season. I would have probably bet against both things to the level that he did. That's part of what's such a great story about Mike. Yeah, absolutely. That was the story of last season. I think the coolest story of last season was Michael Porter Jr. leveling up as a defender, buying into his role. To me, this is Calvin talking about the situation and having him and Bones on the roster before all that happened. Yes, I agree with that. From that... I can actually kind of get where he's coming from with totally. this. I can totally get it. If he's talking about the situation heading into last season, probably about this time last year. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't look great coming out now. Right. But well, he, I think it was about the time and situation back then. I agree he, with that, Harrison. But he's also like talking from a place of roster building. Yeah. Yep. Not yep. Of yeah. This is the rela- thing. Yeah, but he's not talking about relation. Like, there are. His job is so unbelievably multifaceted, and ha- he has to treat relationships differently depending upon where it is th- that they're having them. The context, like there's contract negotiation, there is making a guy feel good. There, is, there's all of these things, and he's just talking raw roster construction with Kevin O'Connor to un- so you can sort of understand. But he's being, you know, like a little bit. I mean, he's not being sensitive because that's not the context of that conversation. Right. Right. But he right. also to your point, like it's not a great quote, but it, like, I don't know that he intended it to be a quote. You, you know I, what I mean? Even though he mm. said it, like, I it was intended to explain a process. Yes, right. yeah. And I also think the quote is about bones. The quote is, you know what I'm it saying? It is. Well, the quote's about bones, and Mike's it an is. example, and I think it, it kind of looks like it's about Mike. So that one might be just a good example of just how quotes get passed around and how you have to sort of be prepared for the unintended audiences as well as the intended audiences. Um, so. You, you know what's funny about that is I had a Laker <clears throat> fan friend write me saying something like, my God, this piece on Ringer is such a propaganda for the Nuggets, you know, like this or that. And then, of course, how it, the story this. out of it is like, oh, how could the GM trash his own team? So it's funny yeah. how you really can see whatever you want uh, in these types of things. Yeah. In anything. But I, I also think, look, Calvin Booth is, if anything, you can learn something about Calvin Booth here. Like he is... Even if he didn't intend for that to be a quote as it was presented, Calvin is direct, and Calvin says yeah. what he thinks, and he and he means what he says. And I also do not think that that was the worst quote in that article. Well, so here's the thing: the me player or the me guys. Yeah, that that's the line that sounds like. I mean, I think Bones was probably more that than than MPJ. I think that's the but point, I think right? the thing is that me guys and look again. Part of this is I'm bringing a baggage to it of I've had conversations with Cal about his process. Including on the show, but also yep. just like in talking. Yep. And I know that it's he's talking more about stylistic type of players yes. than he is saying selfish or unselfish. He's talking about what type of system yeah. type guys. Mm-hmm. And so th- yeah. I know that that specific part of it sounds like he's saying selfish, and I don't think that he is. But go on. Let's go to the next yeah. one. The next one was about Bruce Brown and Peyton Watson. And this is the other quote that blew up a little from the article. He said, quote, some of these teams were trying to get Bruce, trying to make it worth it. It's like, just be careful what you wish for, Booth said about the rivals that pursued Brown. Uh, quote, Peyton's bigger, he's longer, he's more athletic, he guards better, he passes better, he doesn't have the experience, and he's not as good offensively yet, but we need defense more than we need offense on our team. This quote to me is crazier than the first one. For sure, but the only difference is this one is not negative about a player currently on the roster. Correct. But so you are his. To me, to me, this is be careful what you wish for. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that Bruce Brown played a pretty direct role in helping the Denver Nuggets win a title. Yeah. I believe in Peyton Watson's tools, and if Calvin's very confident, then so am I. 
I would say that's also like, I don't look, trust Calvin over me. Kind of a crazy thing to say right now. Like, is he a, a better, does he guard better? We'll find out. But the, I just think it's a wild thing to say about Bruce out the door after helping them win a title. I know it's intended to lift Peyton up, but I don't, this is one that I think you can keep to yourself. Yeah. I mean, we can just go through it. Um, Peyton's bigger. Correct. correct. Yeah. He's longer. Yeah, correct. Time, He's yeah. more athletic. Correct. Although Bruce is super athletic, though, man. But sure. He guards better. I uh, think that's incorrect. T- TBD. He passes better. TBD. Yeah. He doesn't have the experience. He's not as good offensively yet. Yes, but we need defense more than we need offense on our team. That's also correct. Um, look, man. Bruce Brown, absolutely integral to the Nuggets championship, played amazing in the finals and in the playoffs. People forget, uh, we don't because we talked about it after every game, people forget he was a little underwhelming throughout most of the regular season. Not not to say he didn't play a big part. He was Nuggets six man. He averaged about 30 minutes a game. He wasn't the player he was in the playoffs for most of the regular season. Um, He left a little to be desired there. then again, like, would you rather Bruce Brown on this team for this year or Peyton Watson on this team for this year? I mean, obviously Bruce Brown. Um, but I also think what Calvin is getting at here and just based on what he said about Peyton, how he wants to construct the team, he values Peyton's size above anything. I just think it's two examples where he accidentally put other people down to lift someone else up. And that's, look, I mean, it's okay. I don't think these quotes prevent anything for you know starting with the bruce thing he's not on the team anymore he's this quote is about lifting peyton up he's confident in peyton that's a good thing um you know with mike like i the cool thing about mike is that the bottom line of his actions speak louder than any sort of reputation or assumptions they 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 should be weighed more heavily and with every seeming distraction or moment of tough love or moment where someone came down hard on mike he's responded to it all perfectly fine very well in fact so this will all be i just think it's a i just think maybe both of these quotes kind of accidentally sound like he's putting someone else down to lift the other guy up and because in part he is and he's explaining his mind frame about we think that length is more important than the things that bruce brad we think that you know bones was maybe redundant redundancy is a killer and we already had that skill set so we don't need it and we have mike and that's all we need we just need one that was kind of the point so I think that the things he said were not necessarily mean in spirit, but they were things that sadly come with the territory, which are you kind of always have to be guarded for how you have to be so careful. And here's the one thing I'm going to push back on that that just bugs me about it. Nobody ever is honest about anything in the NBA. It's my I've been doing this nine years. I'm almost next year will be my 10th year doing this. It it's silly to me what a circus it is, how much people are guarded, how much they lie to you, how much they do all these different things. Players won't give you anything. Players won't give you anything because they they do this even more. Cal barely talks, and then, and I look at this one and I go, to your point, Eric, I love how direct Cal is. Yeah. I feel like Me, I, I have. Too. I feel like I personally have a great grasp on the vision and philosophy of the Nuggets more so than even under Tim, mm-hmm. who we all loved as well, because because of that transparency and that yep. honesty, and you know, our, it, it, it's worked for that. I kind of feel like today might have been the day where it's like maybe it's a little different going forward. And it's a natural thing. It's not even anybody's fault. But it's one of those things where it's like this is why guys can't be fully open or honest. And and it is his own fault. You know, maybe he went too far and should have been a little more careful with this or that. But and at the same time, I do think fans just love nobody fans, dude, especially on Twitter. Twitter is a place that is designed for people to crucify other people. It's like people have spent all day just on Twitter waiting for someone to screw up so they could be like, ha ha. Dude, 100 percent, man. I mean, one thing you appreciate about Calvin Booth is based on what he's said publicly, you know exactly how he wants to build the team. Oh, exactly. And then yep. you can see it. Exactly. And then you can follow an arc. You better. never get that type of just um you, you never get that type of transparency from a GM. You never do. Right. And with Cal, we know exactly how he wants to build the team. And like mm. I I respect that. So and but Specifically with that Bruce Brown quote, like what he's saying is like, we couldn't overpay for that. Right. Somebody else is overpaying for Bruce Brown because of the success that he had. He said, be careful what you wish for. He's just saying like, 
Okay. And you know what? Up. You know what? He's right. He is because right. Indiana did overpay for That's him. That's the point. And he will be. He will not live up to that contract. And, and then it's mostly from the Nuggets' perspective of like you think it was Bruce, and there's more to us than that. And you you lured Bruce away, but we have this prospect loaded in the right. wings. I get all that. I don't think he was trying to be malicious with any of it. And I think on this show we have to do a great job of trying to explain the context. But I also think there are just some. There's just some like realities to media literacy that's like it's not about what's that's fair or, part, not, yeah. or what's intended. Well, yeah, that's, Un- they, aggregators and unintended consequences, all these things just sort of have to be taken into account. That's that's the problem. Yeah. That, that's the problem. That's, yep. And that's why you get end up with the circus. You end up with the nobody gives you anything. As Adam's saying, like you can't if you are if you do let your guard down and allow yourself to actually communicate as a human being would do to another human being in a mm-hmm. familial sense, in a familiar sense, you end up. Like it just takes three words to be like they can just be like, well, he said that, you know, yeah. like and that's what he said, and really what he's saying is like we couldn't overpay for Bruce because we have these other guys in the wings that we feel like can give us a lot of what he gave us, and you know, obviously we're talking about um, Peyton Watson, who Calvin Booth we know is higher on than anybody in the country, yeah. higher on than Peyton Watson is, like right, so whatever it's just so it's, it's funny i mean i don't i i don't besmirch the man at all i actually just to me this like i actually like him i just knowing i can hear his voice i can hear him saying it i know what the conversation is i've heard it on this couch i've right. heard it in all over the place like it's just absolutely what you love about calvin booth and yeah. sometimes that you know eggs get get broke you know what i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> um absolutely i will say the long-term ramifications of this i don't think there are many other than he probably needs to have a conversation with michael porter i imagine that's yeah. already taken place and like, has, like, hey, yeah, man, yeah, and then hey. they laugh about yeah. it yeah like, I, I mean i hope so but i will say that sometimes players are more sensitive to that and agents and this or that so that's one thing and then i do wonder like you know you know, not that Bruce matters to the team anymore, but I do wonder if Bruce is like, what? That's the thing. <laughs> if I was Bruce, but again, I that, that doesn't matter. It doesn't, but it is funny. It is it is a, an interesting thing. And I, I think Bruce will be fine. <laughs> like, he'll, I don't think he'll hold too too much ill will over With this. With his million, billion dollars yeah. he just made. No. And I, I kind of hope Mike takes it to heart. And he like he's like, I'm going to be better. Uh, I'm going to show you kind of thing. Um, all right. That does it for that segment there on the other side. Did you? Have I just think there's one more thing. I saw some interpretation of the way that Booth talks about, like, he's almost more concerned with the dynasty of re- than repeating. Mm. There's been some interpretation of that as if he doesn't care about repeating. And I don't really think that's the point at all. I actually think it goes back to what they said even during the Jamal was injured years, both Tim and, and, and Calvin coming out of that, which is they've always felt like they have a chance to be top tier contenders if not the champions every single year and that they're just they don't see themselves as in a position to push every single chip all into the middle to just get a second one when there's a way to operate here and possibly keep this title alive as long as possible i think that's congruent with everything they've said over the years so i I think it would be a misinterpretation to say he doesn't want to repeat i think they think they're going to so like uh, it's kind of wild to to say all right uh let's take a break on the other side Let's start to run through some Murray staggering. Who now can we make some great lineups that go with Murray? Not all bench lineups, but with Murray specifically. Guys, let me tell you about the Kind Love Immaculate Vibes Custom Joint Pack. Hell yeah. The DNVR Immaculate Vibes Pack. You can get it at Kind Love, the five joint pack. $25 available in Indica and Sativa. Same discount code applies. So use code DNVR. Get that Immaculate Fives five joint pack for 25 bucks. Dude, the wildest thing is that if you, while ordering the DNVR Immaculate Vibes joint pack, by simply saying the name, you've already enacted the 25% discount. Yes. Knock it down to $20. You say DNVR, you get 25% off. There you go. Uh, you can get it at both Kind Love locations. Uh, they got stores in Cherry Creek or North Denver. Again, mention DNVR. Get the exclusive DNVR discount, 25% off. The Immaculate Vibes Pack and all Kind Love flower pre-rolls and their Turbo Joint line. You can also visit their website, kindlove.com. Use the code DNVR for online ordering and their full extensive menu. 
Uh, Casey Pamplin says he's smoking a five that. pack right now. Let's go. That's amazing. Go, go one at a time, Casey. Yeah, yeah. he's all five of them, man. Wow. <laughs> all at once. Just... Uh, please well, enjoy okay. responsibly. You know, you know what else you should enjoy responsibly? The delicious beers of Breckenridge Brewery, like the Broncos Country, which is only six dollars at the NVR bar. New delicious recipe. They're, that worked out better for them than the Broncos trying to shake things up. This recipe's actually good. Yeah. Uh, there's also the Avalanche Vance Joseph not involved at all in not, the Broncos no, country. They, <laughs> he actually wanted to be, and they said no. Mile High City, uh, Broncos Country Pale Ale, Fun Slinger, good company. They've got a beverage for every occasion, every day of the week, every sports event. Um, and so you want to get it with either the Breck Beer Locator or just head over to the DNVR bar on the corner of York and Colfax. And try them all. We got them all here at the bar. Alrighty, we are back, guys. We'll run through this one quickly. We have been dancing. We have been talking around this topic a lot. We know Jamal Murray's going to stagger. So now, based on the guys who have performed well, I want to throw out a couple lineups, and we can talk about what is the personality of those lineups. Should they happen? I think we're going to see all these lineups. By the way, I don't think there is a long one season. Baby. It's a long season. There's injuries. There's guys that step up. Guys that fall down. Um, the first one that, to me, I'm going to go ahead and call this my status quo lineup at this moment. I don't know if it's Michael Malone's status quo, but it's Adam Adams' status quo. Jamal Murray is point guard. Christian Brown is his running mate. That's a great backcourt, by the way. Very KCP Murray-esque. Mm. Julian mm. Strother, the three. You know who Julian Strother is most like on the team, in my opinion? Who's that? Who would you guys say? Michael say, Porter. Uh, Michael, Michael Porter, Porter Jr. So hold on. We have Christian Brown, who's similar at least to KCP. We have Strother, who's similar to Michael Porter. Then you have Peyton Watson playing power forward. Been playing the four a lot lately. Hmm. Now, he's not quite like Aaron Gordon. He's more of a wing version of Aaron Gordon, but he has something similar. And then Tenacious Zeke, who, what is the words we keep hearing out of training camp? What's he really improved on this year? The DHOs. <laughs> Oh, what? That was good. <laughs> it's been a while. He has. It's been a while. Dude, the he's DHOs. executing those DHOs great right now. I'm just saying, this lineup, as I was thinking about this, I was like, you know what? That lineup is not that different from the regular lineup. Now, well, yoke to Zeke is a big difference. I'm sorry. <laughs> hang on. That's hang a big on. Difference. Can we unpack that a yeah, little bit? I mean, I can't sorry. Sorry. They're just significantly oh, worse oh, versions. Can you watch Aaron Gordon? But they're saying. also going up against the benches, you guys. Come I get, on. I, I Come get on. what you're going with. I My get. point is, is that I think stylistically, if not effectiveness-wise, there is something similar there. <laughs> And I look at it and I go, you know what? I can see it. I think it's going to take time. I think it's going to be It'll up and down. But I look time. at it and I go, I think that might be a decent lineup. And Murray has never looked fully aggressive with that second unit the way I like. I feel like he knows what to do with this group. Because nobody else can dribble the ball. That is part of it, man. <laughs> you, guys, you guys, you really don't like the bench. Do you think that bench has some upside this year? Upside? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think this might be the best option. For the bench, yeah. to be totally honest. Murray, Christian Brown, Julian Strother, Peyton Watson, Zeke Naji. I agree. I would be terrified about the rebounding on this second unit. Yeah. Strother and Christian rebound, though, and Murray rebounds. Str like, Str Strother rebounded in the first preseason game. It's so, been... No, but as a trait from, I mean, I'm projecting him from his college days, yeah, but he's a right, right, rebounding right. guard. Yeah, they do, but I mean, you're not going to have all five guys crashing the glass. It's going to be primarily on Zeke Naji and Peyton Watson, and that's a little scary, that's I think, concerning. based on what we've seen in the preseason. I but agree. I think that is the best possible lineup right now for the second unit if you're staggering Jamal. I agree with that. It's hard to argue. I mean, you could argue you're you're just too small at the four or five, you know? Um, it is small. That's one scary. through three. Like Strother's long enough and, and I think Christian's big enough, you know, at a two that like those Murray, Brown, Strother, that's okay. But then Piwat Zeke, I think I think the rebounding is the real issue with that lineup. And that's a problem if a big part of the identity is defend, rebound, and run. The running happens after the rebounding, you gotta get the ball first. I really like a lot of the things Zeke did in that last game, but if he's going to be a small ball five and he's out there against guys like Drummond, like he is getting boxed out and trying to get the rebound over the top a lot. And it's just, it. I don't, that's, that's why I think it'll be bumpy. You'll have yeah. nights where maybe Strother. Well, I don't think we'll start here. That's why I have nights where, where Strother will be like two for seven, right? Yeah. Instead of three, three of six. And, and maybe Zeke isn't very good. And, so it's not all going to be the best version of these guys every night, but you can see the path. You can see the vision. Here's what I think we might see opening night, D-line. Jamal Murray, Christian Brown, 
Julian Strother. I don't know, man. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him opening night. I feel like Ju- he's got to be in there. Justin Holiday and DeAndre Jordan. You might see uh, DeAndre's more about if they're going big or small. But your front court, does that lineup get significantly worse when we go there, D-line? <sighs> to me, this is like I've been saying this the whole time. Like it, it's purely matchup dependent. It's purely matchup dependent. Like you only bring DeAndre Jordan in if there's a big guy that. Well, let's just say they're playing the Lakers opening night. Lakers have a oh, bigger roster. Jackson Anthony Davis Hayes, at the four. Christian they have Wood. two centers they're bringing off the bench. Oh, you know what? Though? Christian, Christian Wood is not a big body Yeah, you're right. Guy. Christian Wood is more you need Zeke to be able to switch and yeah. things. So. Well, who's their starting center? Their star- oh, yeah, who is the starting one for them? Actually, I don't know who's been it's starting. It's not AD? I mean, I do oh, think he started he's, one. He's your power forward now. Well, they have Jackson to- Hayes, too. I mean, who knows who their backup is? It's hard to say. It's hard to say. But you are right. It's matchup dependent. It's matchup dependent. Like, yeah, you, you're definitely more stout in the middle. You definitely have more rebounding capability. If you put DeAndre Jordan in uh, in place of Zeke, you lose a lot of dynamism. You lose a lot of, like, uh, being able to defend out in space. You lose a lot. I mean, there's just... The, the bench is going to be so patchwork. I don't... It's going to be a situation where it's... Like, I don't even know how much they're going to stagger. I'm curious where... I mean, we haven't even mentioned Reggie's name yet. Like, um, uh, we have more to go to. Um, I see. Uh, so, and Justin Holiday, like I, we've not, we've literally haven't seen him with the bench yet. He's mm-hmm. been a uh, starter the entire time. So, I know. it's for some reason I like trust that one just a little bit lur- worse, and it's weird because Justin Holiday seems more solid than Peyton well, Watson, but just the fit of of it seems a little bit different. What about this one? Uh, wind, Jamal Murray, Christian Brown. Peyton Watson at the three, Justin Holiday at the four, Zeke at the five. Now you're talking about Watson and Justin Holiday. Neither one of those guys seem like reliable floor spacers. Christian Brown, that one might be your best defensive group, but do you lose too much on offense? You're really relying on Jamal Murray a lot (laughs) in that lineup. I mean, Jamal Murray, Christian Brown, Peyton Watson, Justin Holiday, Zeke Naji. The base setting for every offensive possession is Jamal Murray pick and roll with Zeke Naji. I don't know if you want to back yourself into the corner like that <laughs> that right. early on. Yeah, I don't know. That that sounds like a not dynamic enough group to me. Yeah. Could be a lot of Jamal running, dribbling around, running around. That's and, what it feels like to me, yeah. And not because there's nowhere to go, not because he's doing something wrong. So... Here's the second most likely opening night second unit, in my opinion. The second most likely. It might even be the first most likely. I might be too high on the Strother train. Jamal Murray, Reggie Jackson, that's your backcourt. Christian Brown and Peyton Watson, which Peyton Watson maybe is Justin Holiday instead, but that's your front court, and then Zeke Naji at center. To me, that's the one that I look at and I go, <laughs> I here's the point of this exercise. The Reggie Jackson lineups just don't make a ton of sense to me. Not from a how good or bad is he, but from a skill set standpoint. He's not, is he your on-ball guy, so is Murray off-ball? Is he an off-ball guy? I mean, he is a decent catch-and-shoot shooter, but does that make sense? Do you lose your height because you're basically playing you know, him at shooting guard just by playing him? And then now Brown has moved to small forward, Watson to power forward? Yeah. I mean, the, the Reggie thing is a whole topic in itself. Um, because if you go based on what the Nuggets deployed last year, it was usually always a two ball handler look off the bench. Right. Jamal Murray and Bruce Brown. Now, did they do that mainly because they had Bruce Brown and because they didn't want to just give Jamal that huge responsibility the entire game of handling the ball, him coming off the ACL, yada, yada, yada. And, like, do they look to shift that up this year because they don't have that solid second ball handler like they had in Bruce Brown last year? I don't know, man. I mean, the the bench unit to me is still just a huge mystery. Um, And we only have two preseason games left. Um, And I think part of the reason for that is Michael Porter Jr. hasn't played, so we don't really know what Justin Holiday looks like with that second unit yet. There's just a lot of uncertainty, more uncertainty than I think I was expecting at this point. Yeah, and do Reggie and, and Jamal, should they be on the floor together? Do they have to be on the floor together? You know, it could be Reggie comes in with the starter. Those guys playing next to each other, to me, doesn't make a ton of sense. It's hard. It's hard. It feels a lot like what went wrong with the Bones-Jamal pairing. Maybe not Reggie's a different player, but there's 
Who's the point guard? Who's the shooting guard? Can Reggie get comfortable if he's off ball all the time? Can Whose turn is it to put the shots up? Like it, it was a weird dynamic. And you can almost see it just being cleaner with, with Christian next to him at the two. And then you use Julian at the three as that other pop, you know? Is it possible we Bro. see the French lineup for the first time on game one? We'd never see it in the yes. preseason. It's entirely mm, possible. It's very possible. Isn't that weird, though? The, the biggest mystery of the Nuggets, they wouldn't arrive at it at any point in the well, preseason? they might not be able to with because the injuries. Exactly that. It's exactly well, Christian that. in particular, yeah. I, I would just be very surprised if... Reggie Jackson was not in the rotation. Right. I agree. I he agree. 100% is. You mark that down. He is going to be the backup point guard. No question. Night. He is. No question. So I think in all these conversations, we have to have him in there coming in for Jamal Murray in the first quarter. That that's just seems like something that's going to happen. Dude, at least to start the season. Yeah. And, you know, and, and then we'll see what transpires after that. My feeling on the bench, anytime that I think about it, last year, this year, is like, where does the where does the scoring come from? Like where is the and like I'm like already put at ease. Julian Strother is like put me at ease that between he but here's and Reggie thing. and but if, Justin Holiday. But if Reggie plays, where does he play? Murray Reggie, All Christian, right. none of those guys are coming out. So is he the four? Is he the power forward? He could be. They go small. I mean, this is I I, I think it's 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 the wrong way to think about the bench as a set unit. Moving forward, the going but they arrive at a set unit. But I mean, like it's a set unit for that night, and then it's like, and then they'll get the next time, like after half, like then Julian will play a little bit, then Justin will play a little bit, and then like I don't, I don't, like I can't imagine we'll get hockey switches like we saw before. I imagine there will be some amount of staggering. Hmm. I just think that like the depth on this team is such that, and it's like there's a lot of like different types of players that allow you to have a quiver that you can pull the right arrow at the right time. And so there are just things that it's like, okay, we, we have to go big tonight. We have to go big against this guy. So Zeke, you're not going to play much or we need to match scoring with scoring. So we're going to put Justin and Julian out there. Like, we're yeah. gonna, you know, like there's just going to be a lot of that. I, I would imagine. Um, let's make this a round table question this week. What is your favorite Murray stagger lineup? Cause I think we might, it sounds like from us talking this out that we might have differences about how we would do that. I think I am pretty locked into mine. Um, let's get our final break in here. On the other side, rapid fire. What do we want to see from the rest of preseason? There's one thing we want to see from the, this week and the preseason games. What would it be? <laughs> I know my answer. <laughs> Guys, if you go to the DNVR.com right now, you can become a DNVR diehard. You can upgrade your fandom today. And it's the coolest club to be a part of, man. Become a DNVR diehard today for this Nugget season. $6.67 a month, billed annually. You get so many, so many perks. 20% off all merch, 20% off all events. Uh, we just announced, you know, all season of the pass. takeovers that we've got going on for Nuggets games this season. You can get the season pass, which gets you access to all the takeovers all year long. You get an awesome discount on that. 20% off all events when you are a DNVR diehard. 15% off your tab at the DNVR bar. You get a free t-shirt when you sign up to and one free t-shirt every year. It's an awesome membership to have. So go to thednvr.com. You can click on become a diehard right there. Yeah. Not even seven bucks a month. It's a great deal. And you get all those discounts that I mentioned. And if you just like, even if it's not about joining the all the perks, like... If you like DNVR, yeah, support DNVR. Like being a diehard is a great way to help ensure that these shows continue to happen and get better. Well, I we peaked. <laughs> you got anything for us? Depressing. No, I don't. All right, guys, let's go really quickly here through the uh, the last segment here. I just want one thing that you want to see from the Nuggets out of these last two preseason games. It could be about a specific player. It could be about the team as a whole. Vote. You want to start us off? Yeah, I want to see the uh, the big me guy on the team. <laughs> I want to see I, Mike. I, this is going to be a bummer. I uh, I want to see Mike. I'm just I'm just joking. I want to see Michael Porter Jr. I, because I have loved the way the starters have played. Dude. I have loved the ways. Uh, I have loved the ways that <laughs> Murray and Ag have approached the preseason. I just think the starters are ready to do it all again. And now I want to see Mike involved in those in those actions that are just so devastating. Um, I want to see Michael Porter Jr. play basketball, man. Yeah, I mean that is a fun one. I'm yeah. so with you. Like, that's it. Yours is the same. 
what, what was the overall question again? I'm sorry. What do you want to see from the Nuggets? I just <laughs> want to make sure that I answer it correctly. I want to make sure I answer it correctly. Yeah. What do I want to see? It could be about from? a player. It could be about the team as a whole. It could be well, a lineup. I just, it could be anything. I wanted to make sure that I'm answering it correctly. What okay. do I want to see from the Denver Nuggets? I just want to see them step on people's throats. In the preseason. Yeah. <laughs> but but moreover, like in the preseason, Ooh, I, just, I just love, I just want the, the reign of King Julian to really come, like I, I know. like to take no doubt, like get better, 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 yeah. better to the point where you're, we're not, it's not a question like, is this guy going to be in the lineup? It's like, who's not going to be in the lineup because Julian, of Julian. because Julian and has Christian made it right impossible there. to leave him on the bench. Yeah. That's I, what I was gonna say. I want to see Julian Strother do what he's done for three games in these next two games. I love it. I want to see him ball out again, man. I want to see him just sharpie himself into the rotation, dude. I want to see it like. It. I want to make it so it's undeniable that he has to play opening night. I can't believe you both are going with uh, Dev's guy. Dev being well, the me, official Julian Strother guy. Me and Harrison, My guy hasn't played yet this preseason. But me and Harrison so. like Dev. That's what makes <laughs> us different <laughs> than you two. For Dev here. <laughs> um, We're big Dev guys. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. My One of my favorite moments of the entire preseason was seeing Yoke play with the youngins. I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, I do think Julian is a big part of this. I'll go just to clean up who wasn't picked here. Christian Brown, man, looks enormous. He looks huge. We've heard nothing but good things about him. Michael Porter, I just feel like I know. Worst case scenario, I know what Michael Porter is. That's like, yeah, like, and I would love to see it again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Julian Strother, I'm with you guys. That I think my actual answer is, I'm just when a yeah. game starts, I'm most excited about Julian Strother at this very moment. Yeah. But I'm gonna say Christian just because he's the one guy that I could see being way better than we're thinking, and I we haven't seen it yet, and I want to see what kind of defensive impact he makes on guys, and I hope we get a peek at it. It doesn't sound like we're gonna see him tomorrow night. No. Michael Porter got more of an update than Christian, it seems. It did, I don't think either of them play tomorrow. Yes, it did sound like Mike is maybe a little closer. We might not see him till opening night, which would be a huge bummer because I do feel like he's a huge part of this team. But he's to me, jacked, man. <laughs> I just want to see Christian Brown get out there. And in part, you know, maybe these guys don't play tomorrow. It's mostly bench guys. Maybe Thursday is the day where they're like, let's try to play our rotation. Let's, mm. Not just all of our guys. Let's try to play the guys in the moments and minutes that they're going to play, at least for a, a half. To get through it and see what a rotation looks like. Do like a real dress rehearsal. A real dress rehearsal, for sure. Yeah. And to me, obviously that requires Mike, that requires Christian, but it also requires, okay, let's see who goes out on the court and who plays. By the way, Bones Highland, noted in a recent Ringer article, he will be playing a lot of minutes here probably over this next he's played well. games. He's, yeah. been, he's played well for the Clippers so a far. Good play Bones Highland is a good player. Like, he's a really good prospect. He's sure. a really good player. Like there's <laughs> No, he's a good player. I'm just, I didn't mean that <laughs> oh, as a difference. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no. I'm saying he has holes in his game, but <laughs> right, he is right. like really talented. A we, like, talent. He's a really yeah. nice kid. No, like we, we all we all obviously have a bad taste in our mouth for the way that it, the way that it ended. Bones, but I like I am not referring to Bones. I, I still am a, a Bones believer. It, I I hate that he's gonna do his best to reverse mile high city baby as like it's gonna be bizarro mile high city baby. It is preseason though, also. But, even but he's still, gonna smoke. I think Pickett or Colin. Like, oh my god, he's so much. He's definitely yeah. gonna get shots up. That's that's happening. That's a tough matchup for both guys, man. It's gonna suck. It's gonna, it's gonna suck. Be rough. Uh, we got a couple super chat scale. The people super chatted. James win. Davis. Somebody said win gave Adams Christian Brown. Yeah. He left him for me. <laughs> Wanted y'all to know I wore my Smugget shirt around LA yesterday, and Aww. some Lakers fan thought it was a sarcastic anti-Jokic shirt. So this is <laughs> so this is what it's like to live rent free. Yes, it is, baby. Uh, James, I want you to know that I also wore my Smugget shirt around LA recently. Good job. Keep up the good fight. Marina, Marina, Marina. Are you guys still planning to start a Who's Your Daddy chant at ring night? <laughs> Won't be there in person, but it'd be hilarious to hear it over the TV. Um, I know I've mentioned that at one point this offseason. I, I think it'd be cool. This is out of our hands, and it will definitely happen. It would be great. I think it should happen. It'll definitely happen. I can't believe how much. I should, can't start it. Um, the wildest thing is that, you know, we, we're now into dynasty talk. Oh, yeah. But the, the talk before this was how the Denver Nuggets have been incorrectly doing the offseason, incorrectly celebrating yeah. their championship. Not they're, they're too happy about yeah, it. Yeah, not not uh, approaching with the appropriate reverence. for. They the, should have acted like they've been there before. Yeah, what they do, never have. For the team of yesterday. They, they need to, to, add, to, to, to approach it with a certain amount of deference and reverence. Yeah. Um, so 
Who's your daddy? Malone should show up with like a little ribbon, and after they give all their rings out, he should give it to the Lakers and just be like, for a very hard fought series. Yeah. Every for game seemed like yeah. it was close. Really, I think we're really gonna need our guy fought. Vince to start it. You know, Vince who's sits behind the basket oh, who yeah. starts every chant at the oh, Nuggets right, games. Right. Um, yeah, dude. He actually, funny enough, started a chant at a karaoke bar that we were at one night. <laughs> he got up, uh, <laughs> he submitted his name. I Kale was there, I think. <laughs> I was there. I was you were there too. Uh he went up for his turn on karaoke, instead of singing a song, he started Let's Go Nuggets. Dude, I love at the, the idea. karaoke bar. I love the idea. That's also a power that, move. That Harrison Wynn stands up from his media table. No, to I, just I be said like, I can't do it. Who's <laughs> I said I'm not the one who can start it. It's got to be Vince. Hey, all the more reason to come to a takeover. That was a takeover night where we after partied at karaoke. We yeah. had a whole yeah. group of homies. So that's one more reason to sign up, get your season pass. Come yeah. to all the takeovers. I, I just love the idea of going up. When it's your turn at karaoke and not singing a song, Dude, let's go just nuggets. starting a "Let's Go Nuggets" chant. Absolute it's a great legend. move. He's like Vince, and your song is "Let's Go Nuggets." Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, guys, we are as a one week and one day away from opening night. If you have tickets, go to the, the banner night. It's going to be unbelievable to be inside that building. We're going to be there for at least the first half. I know these two will be staying there for the entire game, but we're gonna catch a lot of that. But we're having a hell of a watch party that night. You can start the outro music, Kale, it's fine. Um, we're having a hell of a watch party here that night. We're gonna be giving away golden, signed golden era books, giving them away for people who come because it's sponsored by Bet365. If you are signed up or if you sign up in front of them, you'll be getting a, a free autographed copy of that. So if you don't have plans for opening night, it's a Tuesday night. It's actually early, right? Because it's the first day. So it's an early one. So you're going to want to get here early. You can get a free Golden Era book. It's going to be incredible, guys. I'm telling you, if you can't make it to Ball Arena, make sure you're at the best sports bar in all of Denver. The only unofficial Denver Nuggets bar in the world. Well, that's just the only Denver Nuggets bar. Official or otherwise. Let's just, let's just go for it. It's official. Uh, uh, <laughs> Whatever. There's no other Nuggets bar <laughs> yeah, dude. in the world. Check out one of one. We've also got our preview series rolling out. Nikola Jokic, Christian Brown already up. We got more coming up tomorrow. Those are always super fun. Great way to learn about the Nuggets and kind of get our takes, our hot take predictions that you can throw in our face later when we're wrong. <laughs> or so congratulate sweet. us when we're right. Yeah. That, that part rarely happens. Has it? happened yet but you know never know it could hit the like button on the way out